0: What a peculiar place to have a party. You know, Dinah, we really shouldn't (coughs) be doing this. This is Radio Wonderland with in Wonderland. Is it good enough? Fucking you up on a spiritual level. Allison Wonderland. Oh, your motherfucking hand. Someday, someday, someday Stand by for Alice in Wonderland.
1: Hey, welcome back to episode 125 of Radio Wonderland. I'm Alice in Wonderland. I'm so happy to be with you guys. I have a massive show for you guys today. First, I'm gonna play you some brand new music, and let me tell you, this was an awesome week for music. Brand new party favorite, brand new tonight. You know I'm excited about that. Brand new Lana Del Rey. I'm extra excited about that because we all know I think she's queen. Life just doesn't get better than this. And if you thought that was amazing, just you wait. On the second half of the show, 808s and Mates is back. Yes, that's right. You heard me. Later in the show, I sit down with the one and only Anna Luno. Such a badass chick. I can't wait for that. Anyways, let's jump into the music. First up is a brand new song from my friend Nightmare. He put out this amazing remix of my song Lost My Mind and now he's done it again with this remix of the Slander Seven Lions and Dabin collab. First time, the remix is out today and you're in the mix with me, Alice in Wonderland.
0: You're in the mix with Alice in Wonderland. In the darkness, all I see is you. Lighting it right lighting up and passing it pass it around round 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 round
1: Is this my radio show or FIFA 2020? I can't tell. If you think I'm crazy and you have no clue what I'm talking about, go over to my social media at in Wonderland on Instagram and check it out. This song you just heard, which is called Here For You, from my last album, was used for the intro to FIFA 20. I can't believe it, that is so cool. Um, I actually had I Want You as the intro for NBA 2K17. So, hey guys, I'm two for two with intros of amazing video games. I'm super, super hype about it. Does this mean I need to start playing? What do you guys think? Hashtag Radio Wonderland. Send me some gaming tips. Anyway, up next on the show, we have the 808s and Mates with Anna Luno. But first, some more music. This is a brand new song from two of my favorite producers ever, Lunas and Hudson Mohawk. I actually have a Tonight tattoo. And if you guys have been listening to the show from the beginning, you will know that I got that Tonight tattoo live on air with you guys. So... You know, I can't believe they have new music. I'm going to play that for you right now, and then I'm going to follow up with some serious girl power with the new Lana Del Rey, Miley Cyrus, and Ariana Grande collab. Don't call me an angel because, you know, they're all queens.
0: Connect with Allison with hashtag Radio Wonderland. wonderland
1: cool I'm so excited about this one um, this is 808s and mates on radio wonderland with me wonderland, and I have someone that I've been wanting to interview for ages she is from my city and I like have been admiring her long before she even probably knew who I was and that's Anna Luno, what's up? Hello! I think the first time I remember seeing you DJ was at Candy's apartment. Garth had booked you and you were on the main stage and I just thought you were the coolest girl I've ever seen, to be honest.
2: That's, I feel like, A, that's really cool, and I love hearing that. But also, you started, like, a year after me, too, so it wasn't
1: I that know, long. I but I really looked up to you. I think I even messaged you on Facebook before, when I was starting out because you were kind of the only girl that I saw, like, really technically mixing well and had, like, the best song choices. And that was... It was, like, really the only time where I saw a woman doing something at that time that I was like holy shit like what like I couldn't fault it so Aww. yeah that's so cool
2: and you know what? I still remember what I said to you in the Facebook message what'd you say I said you were like oh I'm nervous I've got my first gig and I was like Just play what you like because don't play what you think other people want you to play. Play what you like. And I remember saying that for some reason. I just, I have like a weird memory about, I remember what I said to Rez when she wrote to me. I remember what I said to you. Like, I just remember that stuff for some reason. Um, Yeah. And then the rest is history. I mean, we just all went off and did our thing. And like, Sydney's small, but there was lots of gigs. I mean, we're all doing four gigs a night, just running around Sydney and like, I'm playing after you one club, and then you're playing after me, and then we're just dotting around, all just jumping around different clubs all night. It was fun.
1: It was really just you, me, Nina, Ezi. Um, that was Cass? Cass was around. Uh, Sarah? Yeah, Elaine Shout Bennis. Shout Elaine Bennis. Oh, man, I used to be in a DJ group with her. Um, but yeah, uh, there weren't that many girls, and like, I don't want to make this... this Interview about that, but like again, you know, how it must feel really great to know that so many of us reached out to you and saw you as such an influence, um, and we all actually ended up making careers because of you know what you had done. And and I think you know a lot of people don't realize how long Anna's been at this for and how technically fucking good she is. Like, oh,
2: sh- damn, I'm blushing and i um, that's makes no. Me really but happy. you were like
1: the first person to that I saw, g- girl or boy. Um, really smoothly go from BPM to BPM to genre to genre. And and like back then, you know, that was a lot harder than it is now. It kind of was, because yeah. we were on CD.
2: So I used to make markers of how, of how long the intros were for all my tracks. So it wasn't like now where you just set your cue points and you can change the BPM as easy. It was like, you had to remember you can make the, so back, so now you can make the cue point just two bars before the drop and mix anything really quickly. Whereas before, you had to spend four bars or eight bars or whatever the intro was, and you couldn't skip ahead because you didn't have cue points. Mm. So you just had to remember how long the intro was and, and mix it. So it definitely was harder.
1: And the cool thing about that is is that now DJing feels really easy. I know. Like, I try and say that to people. Like, I wish you guys knew what it was like to even play on two hundred. I was
2: going to say. I think my <laughs> first mixtape was on a pair of CDJ 400s, which was like, it was like the jog wheel was like that's so elementary. So when you accuse us of of fake mixing, I just laugh when I see like 19-year-old boys on on shows be like, I'm like, I've actually been playing on Pioneer City Jays since you were in prep school. Yeah, I'd like to see you try motherfuckers. Give it a go. Like, no, I know you're just getting, you're new to this, but like (laughs) actually since you were in kindergarten, like no joke.
1: But seriously, respect you because I do remember that. And I guess like the two women I really looked up to back then was you and MIA. So. Oh, well, I also looked up to MIA and my first big gig
2: was when I supported her. I remember. Were you there? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that was the best night of my life. Still to this day, she's the coolest and we all praise her and we'll never be as wonderful as her.
1: Should we play an MIA track? Oh my God, yes. What was your favorite? Um, Probably the first one that I heard was, it was Bucky Dung, is that what it's called? Da, 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 um, we want Bucky Dunga. Yeah, that's Bucky Dunga. There you go.
2: Let's you heard it. it. Let's do it.
0: Turn it up. It's a
1: banger. It reminds me of Joyride. <laughs> um, Shout out Joyride. Shout out Joyride. The Australian one.
0: You're in the mix with Alice in Wonderland. New York, and
1: down, I need to make a sound. Kingston, and down, I need to make a sound. Brazil, and down, I need to make a sound. me and Anna Luno. Anna is a pioneer, excuse the pun if anyone gets that pun, for a lot of DJs out there, um, especially multi-genre DJs. You know, I remember again, you just really going ham on the technical stuff, but you also make music and um, I mean, I don't know if everyone knows this, but you have collabed with some crazy people.
0: Yeah,
2: over the years I guess I have. It's funny, like I sort of look back and I'm like, oh that's funny, like Obviously, the first one that people think of is the Flume one. And when me and Flume made that track, it was before his first album. He was working at the Hard Rock Cafe. We filmed the video, like, for a thousand bucks. And it's just crazy because, you know, how things ended up for him. And it's wild how how we've all just, like, how our lives have changed so much, and it's. Mm. But at the time, you just you just make connections, you meet people, connect with them, and that's always been my thing with collaborations. Where I'll meet someone and we'll get along and we'll think it was it's fun to hang out. So that's how we'll make a song.
1: Yeah, I think that's actually really good advice for anyone that does want to collab. I think a lot of artists, when they organically connect, uh, make the best stuff rather than try and network. Totally. Like when I met Chris Lake. It was sort of before he had, like, he's in such a role
2: now in America, but he just moved from London, like, a year or something before I met him. And we were both in Toronto doing a show and the promoter... We were doing separate shows and the promoter took us out to dinner together and we just sat together and laughed the whole time and that next week we got together in the studio and in one day we made Stomper and it was just easy because we just got along so well. So that's, everyone's always like, who's your dream collaborator? And I'm like, honestly, I don't care. Like as long as we have a good time doing it, that's when the best music comes out because you've caught a vibe, you're having
1: fun and
2: usually it works.
1: I agree. I mean, you've made a lot of tracks, the last one being 303, I think, and now you have which had, like, a bunch of really dope remixes that I think we played on the show, like, yeah, loved it. And, um, you are about to put out a track with another 808s and Mates person called Nina Las Vegas. Shout out, Nina! Is, so... Am I allowed to play it on the show? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> what, tell us about it. So
2: me and Nina have been DJing together and friends since the very beginning, since like 2007. We've literally been rolling around nightclubs. We had a little group together with our good friend Bad Ezzy called Hoops. And we used to throw like the really fun parties in Sydney. So she really is my OG, like... Bestie B 2 b partner. Um, we still B2B now. We did a bunch of stuff on Holy Ship a couple of years back, or recently I did it, took her on one of the Hyper House tours. She's amazing. She's got her own label now called NLV Records. She's really pushing forward-thinking club music around the world and doing really well with that. She was recently on Porter Robinson's Second Sky Festival. She's uh, got a residency on BBC. She on Diploma Friends. She does like regular mixes for them. And she's just, just generally amazing. And if you've never seen one of her sets, the cool thing about Nina's set is that she doesn't sound like anybody else. She truly is, like, pushing her own thing, which I love about her. And we actually, in all these years, have never made a song together. And she's been staying with me a lot as she came to do Second Sky. She was staying with me in LA. And I was just like, I had a studio day booked. And we're having breakfast and my kid's, like, hanging around, loves Nina. And I was just like, do you want to come to the studio? And so she came to the studio with me. And we actually made a song together and it was so easy and so fun. And we were both quite shocked because I think when you're that close with someone, you sort of stop thinking about them like a potential collaborator because it's too close. It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, it just got too close. And then... We were like, oh, we probably should have done this five to ten years ago because we're really good together. We know what we like. Mm-hmm. We're, there's no, we're like sisters, so there's no pretense if we hate something. not nah, hate it. Mm. Like, we don't have to delicately, mm. like, go,
1: I like it, mm. but can we try? You know, it's just like, nah, hate it, next. I've never been I like it, but I just say hate it to everyone <laughs> if I hate it. That's, <laughs> that's
2: an amazing quality. And I don't I, know. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm like... In a, in a session, I'm always maneuvering, like, oh, yeah, fully, okay, let's go with that. And then, like, <laughs> suddenly, like, tw- and then I'm like, hmm, let's try. I just worked on this other thing. Can you send me the parts? Like, I'm always like, I find it so hard. Some Sometimes it just ends up nowhere because I'm too nice to, or like too, <laughs> but yeah. So, with Nina, it was so easy. And this song came out in a day, like, we just worked on it. We loved it. We played it out. A week later in Malaysia together, or Indonesia. Indonesia played it at a big festival in Indonesia, and it was sick. It's called 1:30, and it's about 1:30 a.m. and all the things you
1: do at that time. That's a good time. Yeah, it's like the time where I text you up to people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, what do you do at 1.30?
2: We want to know. Hit us on Twitter and Actually, let us know. yeah. You know what?
1: I want to know. Uh, hashtag Radio Wonderland. Twitter Anna Luna and myself and tell me what you guys do at 1.30. 1.30. I lied. I'm genuinely just probably been Asleep. watching a show. She's been watching Harry Potter. Well, I'm more on The Office these days. <laughs> That's, yeah. I, I think I've been wa- binge watched Harry Potter too much. But, um, yeah, I definitely am not texting you up. I don't think I've ever done that. That's a complete lie. Um, well, for all of you guys that haven't listened to the podcast I did with um, Nina, Nina is like a really important person, especially in electronic music, because in Australia, well, especially for electronic music in Australia, she kind of launched a lot of our careers. She was the person that put us on national radio and pushed new music uh, when a lot of people were not giving electronic music the attention it deserved. And, you know, I think a lot of us owe some of our listeners t- to Nina. Shout out R.L. Grime, Flume, whatso so Not, all you guys. She put you guys on hard. She fully did. Like, Wave Racer, Cosmos, like, everyone. Oh, yeah. um, and and she did great tours as well, the NLV Presents tours. Yeah, she, so she would, like, House party. bring in artists. She, her, she used to run this, like, dope radio show every weekend and, it, you know, get guest mixes. And it was really pushing boundaries. And I think, you know... <laughs> We really need that in in this scene, and yeah, there's not enough Ninas out there. There's probably well, there's only one, so
2: there's only one.
1: Um, let's play the song. Let's do it. 1:30, Anna Luna
2: and Nina Las Vegas right here on 808 and Mates, Alice in Wonderland. Shout out! Oh my God, you are very good at radio.
0: <laughs> Get in touch with hashtag #RadioWonderland. <laughs> I love
3: I like to be real Don't so I have a son of a son of a son of a a son of 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 be, son of a son of a son of a my of a son of a son of so national
0: national 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 national
1: Okay, cool. Uh, back on 808s and Mates with me, Alice Monalan, and more importantly, Anna Luna. We where are we right now? We're in Atlanta at Imagine Music Festival. We're currently looking at
2: about 50,000 people. I'm not even lying. We're in this front of this big window looking on the festival on the main stage and it's kind of beautiful really. It's very
1: neon. Yeah. I would say. it's like. It's kind of weird, because if you are at Imagine Festival and you're listening to this show right now, we're staring at you.
2: Yeah, awkwardly.
1: Yeah. You look great. I really like that T-shirt, that person over there. You're hot. Wow. Mm -hmm. You up? (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Cool. Um, So I have more questions. Um, Did you ever, like... This is a question, I guess, like a lot of young artists want to know from people like you but like how do you find you kept your longevity as an artist and kept staying fresh and you know um I really do think that you will always have like a very strong career and I I just want to know from you what why you think that is
2: I feel like all I've ever done is follow what I liked about dance music. And I've never been in the epicenter of a hurricane. I've never been playing or or really in the thing that was the most popular thing at the time. I've always taken a position of being left of center. And I'm always adjacent to what's the biggest thing, but I'm never fully in it. And I'm always looking for what's next. So when you go see me at a festival, some people aren't going to get it because they're going to be like, oh, that's bullshit.
1: They'll get it. But I
2: see the thing is, is that I try to be that person that can bridge between what's happening now and what could happen. Because like, I want to surprise people and I want them to feel like, oh, she played this section, like 15 minutes of a set. I've never heard anything like that. So that's what I've always seen my role as because I never really wanted to be at the epicenter. And I learned that about myself like early on that I find it more interesting. Because once you get, once you're in the epicenter, I think it's hard because you can get really stuck and forced to kind of stay in a box. And that's never really what excited me about music because as you would know, Alex, growing up in Australia and the scene that we were in, it was all about, it was all about coming out with something fresh and being the person who was like, who was exciting. And that's never, I've never lost that because I just, I want my... All I care about is that my friends are like, what? Like, (laughs) uh, the people that I care about and that, like, cool people will be like, oh, my gosh, that was crazy. I don't know. Like, that was cool. So that's sort of what excites me. So... I think that's why I always tend to be around and like at festivals and booked on lineups, but you know, maybe I'll never be
1: on main stage. At that's meantime. bullshit. I don't know. Let's I just cl- like- and I wanna just like say something, you've achieved like so much stuff and we are running out of time, but um, you know, you've played Coachella now, I'd say four different, mm. sh- three, three different times. Um, and the year that I played mainstage for the first time, Anna actually played it before me. She was the first solo woman ever to play mainstage at EDC. That is like, like a crazy thing. And I mean, I watched your set you were you had like the knee pads on yeah <laughs> um, like going off and you know honestly I remember that you know when you talk about having a vivid memory of something I remember us texting each other because we were both we were both the first like women solo to ever play main stage at EDC and um we were both like shitting ourselves totally and as i said before
2: i'd never chosen to be that main stage so it was a bit it was really scary for me to be thrown into that main stage environment which i'm sure you felt as well because it's never really been like it's not really what was heard on main stage like our sound wasn't necessarily what was expected on EDC main stage i wouldn't say so it felt really overwhelming and i had no idea how much of how much, how huge it was until I was there. And I actually am so glad that I did not know that I would be the first girl to do it until on the day. So at that point, there's nothing you can do
1: to change it. So it felt like, well... I was freaking out, and I'm pretty sure you and I were both texting how stressed out we were to each other.
2: Yeah, I checked in with you afterwards Mm. because I felt like there was so much press and there was so much attention on the live stream that I, I was... Shocked yeah. and overwhelmed and I wasn't coping that well. So I
1: reached out to you and I was like, Alex, <laughs> are you as freaked out as yeah. me? I, yeah. I mean it was it was really and I feel the same way. Like when I walked down on stage, I, I it looked like a CGI crowd.
0: Yes, it didn't look real. It didn't
2: look real. So then how did you feel now? You've played EDC multiple st- multiple times. I mean I feel differently now post that experience walking out in front of any crowd so for you now you've played edc main stage like every year
1: since when you walk out on that crowd do you still feel the same way a hundred percent i uh not like as crazy as the first time because i do this thing before i play a show that i've never played is i I don't google it and i don't want to see what it looks like until i'm on stage um just because it gives me this kind of weird thrill um but uh i still treat every time I play any show including that as the first time I played it and it you know it's always a different energy every year and um I don't know. Actually, that that set maybe was a, lo- a little more special. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I feel
2: like it's just etched into your bones. Those feelings of yeah. fear and anxiety. Dude, and I lost the feeling in
1: my hands when I got on stage. There's like on the on the video, you see me walking up. I'm shaking my hands because I had pins and needles because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Whoa, it was really weird. It was Whoa. the first time I'd seen like posters of my face and my name out there. You know, like, it was the first time I'd seen anything like that. My mum was there. You know, like. I, and I didn't think the crowd, like the crowd, looked like a fucking city. And they were so far away. Like up on yeah. stage,
2: you stand. I was standing on the decks, and it felt like people were thirty meters away from me. Yeah. And then in between us was like pyro and like a building. Which, and uh, oh like my gosh. it's
1: surprisingly hot when a flame yes. goes off. I it feel is. like my eyelashes have been. I've actually had pyro in my eye before. Yeah, pyro in my eye. There we go. That's a, that's going to be that's a, a collab look. with us. Yeah, um, we okay. just wrote it right now. with yes. well, this chemistry is wild. wow. What the hell, are you? Oh, it's shit. like we've known each other forever. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you so much. Do you want to end with uh, one more song for us? Like, let's choose play anything. 303. Let's play 303 original mix. Anna Luna. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Or we could play like a classic Sydney flashback because I know that let's you. Do like to do a let's flashback. do both. Let's do both. Oh, you know what? Yeah, let's play 303 and then at the end of the show. So let's do a Wonder Years and you choose it.
0: Alice in Wonderland presents Radio Wonderland.
3: This looks like a job for me So everybody, just follow me If you want to get a little tipsy We can dance to the beat of a 303 We can dance to the beat of a 303 We can dance to the beat of a 303 we can dance to the beat of a three-year thing. We can dance to the beat of a three-year thing. That's the date of a three-year thing. That's the date of a three-year thing. That's the beat of a three-year thing. That's the date of a three-year thing. That's the beat of a three-year thing. That's the beat of a three-year thing. That's the beat of a creator. 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 That's the beat of a That's the beat of a That's the of a the beat of a
2: do you know what? I think that the song that I think of the most when I think about growing up as a DJ in Australia is like every festival we played, Cup Copy would always be doing a yes. sunset set, right? And so we'd all play early on some side stage or whatever. And then we'd all go, like this is early days, like... 2007, 8, 9, and then Cut- Copy would be on the main stage playing the sunset set, and you're relieved because your set's over.
1: Like, I remember one of I my- mean, I mean, pl- mine would be over at 1 p.m.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> you'd get up, have breakfast, do your DJ set, and be done by lunch, basically. You <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> and would have like no been so yet. nervous. Yeah, I was like, so ten nervous. People 10 people were there. It was yeah,
1: great.
2: I was right there with you. So Plays basically. Jump yeah. <laughs> so basically, this song reminds me of being, of the excitement of being like young at a festival so excited to even have an artist pass and watching like lights and music or what's
1: the best one lights and music is what i had in my head yeah okay so. well, let's do that one then lights and music cut copy wonder years alice one line eight ways to and Mates, anna luno Ow! bye
0: the wonder years
1: throwback for the week and eight oh eight and mates with anna luno huge thank you to anna for being on the show today next week i have another very special episode coming at you guys so make sure to tune back in for that september is a great month for radio wonderland and guess what this friday it's my freaking birthday yeah the 27th of september a great month until then i'm alice Wonderland. i love you see you next week peace